Hello guys, welcome back to the Headless Hearing. I'm Wyatt, here with Shane. And today we're going to be discussing and covering the disturbing Hello Kitty murder, or the gruesome murder of Fan Man Yi. It all starts with the background of Fan Man Yi. Her life was not easy from the start. When she was a child, her family left her to be raised in an all-girls orphanage. She was kicked out of the orphanage at age 15 due to age restrictions. Then she was suddenly homeless and had nothing, which turned her to a life of drugs and prostitution. How hard do you think it was being that young and having to be thrown out onto the street in her circumstances? I mean, that'd be pretty tough. I can, I can imagine. 15's pretty young. Yeah. It's like the start of high school. Pretty much. Anyways, when she was 21, she moved her work to Romance Villa, a brothel in Shamshi Po. She had a regular client and a fellow drug addict. They soon got married, but family life didn't treat her much better. Her husband was said to be abusive. When her son was born, she wanted to better her life, so she quit drugs and sex work. She got a job at the Empress Karaoke Club, as well as leaving her husband. These changes made it hard for her to support her newfound family. One of her regulars had his own dark past. He was a Woshing Wo Triad member who had been charged with drug trafficking. He was not one to mess with. In early 1999, Fan took Chan's wallet, which had 4,000 Hong Kong dollars in it. Chan then confronted her and demanded not only the money she'd taken from him, but also a compensatory fee of additional 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. How much would that be in uh, US, US, like American money? The money she took be around like five hundred dollars and then the extra money would be roughly around like twelve hundred i believe wow but she was unable to pay the extra however she did pay the money that she took after this altercation three men and a teenage girl abducted fan from her apartment on march 17th 1999 do you uh, just uh, interject real, real quick do you think anybody heard them abduct her because it's in, a, it's in an apartment. Think about it. She has neighbors that are close by. Do you think anybody would have thought, you know, I hear something, I should maybe go check? I don't believe there was any witnesses that said they heard anything that night. Anyways, the kidnappers were Chan himself, Luang Xing Cho, and a 14-year-old Ming Fong, who was also a grooming victim. For a month, Fan was trapped in an apartment where she would have to pay off her debts through prostitution. Throughout her captivity, she was tortured and raped. She was also beaten and used as a punching bag at one point. She was brutally beaten with metal bars and kicked in the head approximately 50 times on one occasion. Her captors irritated her open wounds with spices and poured molten wax and plastic to burn her legs and feet. She was also forced to eat human waste. She was required to smile through it all or else she would be punished even harsher. The time between April 14th and 15th, she went into dramatic shock and at last succumbed to her wounds. When her kidnappers returned to her and found her body, they dismembered her corpse and boiled her remains. Her skull was sewn into a Hello Kitty doll, which is what gives the case its name. Do we have any clues on why a Hello Kitty doll? Yes, Chan had a uh, fascination with Hello Kitty dolls, and that's what they decided to sew her head into. It was... It's very disturbing when you when you think about it that he just had all these dolls. Oh yeah, have you have you seen the picture? 
Yeah, it's it's actually wild. Yeah. It the is, big doll. It is a, a horrific sight. I, I feel bad for really all the people that had to go in on this case to look around, have to document, and uh, report back to the station. It, it was just yeah. a terrible turn of events for a fan. Absolutely. On May 24th, Yao Mai Tei police were led to a plastic bag containing fans' remains. There was a teenage witness who acknowledged that she occasionally joined in the beatings. There's a 13-year-old girl that came to Hong Kong police and she complained of nightmares. They merely dismissed the girl of having teenage delusions. I wonder if that, that little girl had ever actually seen the, those beatings. It, I mean, she, if she had nightmares about it, she basically she had visions of what they were doing. Yeah, she actually participated in the beatings. Then she helped led the police to the investigation. She described a young mother bound with electrical wire and tortured. She was not lying. When the police searched a third floor flat in Hong Kong's Kowloon district, it's turned up, including the Hello Kitty doll with the severed head of Fan Man Yi. I find it a bit strange uh, that she decided to work with the authorities to find uh, Fan. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what would persuade her to do that, but... I could, did. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, probably the night terrors probably didn't help that much. Yeah, she probably just wanted to try to kind of, like... I think, I think she had a guilty conscience. I think that's what it was. Facts. So Chan was actually arrested, and his wife was investigated, but there was a, they didn't find any evidence that connected her to the crime, which I find, I find a little bit interesting. Do you think she knew what he was up to this whole time, or was, do you think this was behind her back? I mean, I mean, how could you he, not? He had kids, too. That just makes me wonder whether or not he had similar thoughts of doing this to other people or even family members. When he was released from prison in April of 2014, eight years later, he was sent back to prison after sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl. So, so yeah, he definitely he, thought about doing it again because yeah. he did. Yeah, he went back to prison for it, which, I mean, that's good. We were putting another criminal off the streets and uh, Facts. is keeping the streets of... Hong Kong safe. Even though they don't, they're, I think, what is it? Their murder rate is like one person for every 100,000 or 10,000. What is it? Hong Kong's homicide rate is 1.23 per every 100,000 people, wow. which is the lowest of any major city in the world. Very impressive when you think about it. There's, I mean, think about how many people are really in Hong Kong, how many people are in the world, really, and only one person is dying out of every 100,000. It is. And it's, it's kind of strange to see such a violent crime occur in such a innocent city. The news of the murder reached the media. Luong Weilun fled to mainland China to escape. On February 14, 2000, police caught up with him. A trial that lasted six weeks was held and three men were convicted of manslaughter. The jury stated that Fan's remains couldn't prove she was murdered or not. However, the jury felt it clear that Fan had died as a result of their actions. The men were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole, though a review would not be held until 2020. Chan Man Lok and Lung Wai Lun are serving their life sentences in Stanley Prison. Lung Xing Cho managed to get his life sentence reduced to 18 years. He was released from prison in April 2014, but eight years later was sent back. Why do you think they couldn't figure out if she was murdered or not? I think it had partly to do with because she was so badly beaten or if she overdosed on drugs. 
what was the state of her remains for them to know like how she died they only found uh, Finn's skull, one tooth, and a, a few internal organs. So if we circle back to the media, there's a couple statements that the people said that the press had released. What were they? Hong Kong Justice Peter Nguyen said, Never in Hong Kong in recent years has a court heard of such cruelty, depravity, callousness, brutality, violence, and viciousness. Were there any other statements? Yes, actually. Nguyen said this about the men. The public is entitled to protection from people such as you. Hong Kong was fascinated by the brutality of the case. A sales clerk, Sandy Chan, said, It's horrible, but it's so interesting. I could, I could see that because, like we said earlier, there was only one homicide per 100,000 people in Hong Kong. So something like this happening is very rare. So was there any media coverage, like films or anything on this? Yeah, thanks for asking, Alex. They actually made a couple movies about this. There's one titled Human Pork Chops. And it is about a group of men brutally torture and murder a prostitute who was caught stealing from them. That's directed by Benny Chi Shun Chan, starring Yu... Yu Chang Le, Emily Kwan, Amanda Lee, and Lon Law. I can really see where they got their inspiration from for that film. Yeah, and there's another one. This one's a little bit more specific. It's called There's a Secret in My Soup, directed by Chi Kin Young, starring Cherry Choi Choi Chan, Hugo Nue, Angela Ying Ying Tong, and Gabriel Harrison. The plot being about three Triad gangsters kidnap and brutally torture a woman for one month until she died. Then they dismember and cook the body and then hide the skull inside of a giant-sized Hello Kitty doll. So you can see that one's a little bit more accurate because they have the Hello Kitty doll in the boiling and yeah. So they, like that. so they took pretty much directly what happened in the case and they just made it into a movie. Pretty much. Well, I think this wraps up all the info on this case. Um, Thank you for tuning into the Headless Hearing. We have our host, Wyatt Hostetler, our co-host, Shane Ruji, our sound effects production manager, Nick Walker, and the producer, Alex Gaio.